Welcome to the Mum Boss Podcast, hosted by me, Renee O'Neill. I'm your host, life and business coach for mums, and a mum of two myself. I'm here to help you be the present mum you're wanting to be, whilst also having a successful business, because you can have both. It doesn't have to be one or the other. You have come to the right place if you're a mum who dreams of time and financial freedom and wants to be fulfilled in life alongside motherhood. This podcast is a place where you can come to be inspired and empowered whilst also getting tangible tips, advice and strategies to help you in your life and business. So let's dive in. In today's episode, I wanted to do one all about how you can embody being a self-care CEO. And I really feel like when we can implement some self-care into our life, it enables us to be at our best for our businesses. It has such a flow-on effect, not only for ourselves, for our families, but also our businesses as well. And so I wanted to share some strategies that you can implement to really help you. Now, I wanted to speak on, I guess, some statistics because sometimes hearing some stats really kind of is that little oomph that we need, you know? 96% of business owners have reported feeling burned out at some point. And I'm sure in sharing that, you might have even thought to yourself, oh, that's me. I fit in that 96% category. 21.7% of business owners have reported to work more than 60 hours in a week. That's a lot, 60 hours in a week. 29% of business owners have reported mental health issues and due to burnout. And what can also be a little alarming with these stats that I researched on was that business owners are two and a half times more likely to develop depression. And, you know, I share these statistics because I don't want you to be one of these statistics. And I truly believe that How we can avoid being a statistic like this is by taking care of yourself, you know, really looking after you. And when we do that, we then have the energy and the ability to keep serving our clients, to keep showing up in our business, to keep providing for our families, to be the mums that we want to be. And, you know, I'm sure that you have felt overwhelmed in your business and maybe even burnt out. And, you know, I know that for me, there have definitely been times where I have felt overwhelmed. You know, I've I've been in business over 10 years and I've been in business throughout all the stages, you know, pre-children, pregnancy, babies, toddlers, to now having two full-time school-aged children. And majority of that was all actually alongside having a part-time job and my business. And so there have definitely been times I have felt very overwhelmed 
and I have actually been on that path to burnout. And it is definitely not a place that I would recommend or want for you whatsoever. And so I'm hoping that in sharing some of these tips with you in this episode, it can avoid you being in that same place. And what's interesting is when we start our businesses, sometimes it can feel like we don't get what we signed up for. You know, if you think about why you started your business and, you know, I'm going to take a wild guess here and say it was for time, flexibility and freedom. And if that is one of your reasons, one of your whys, then it's actually super important to ensure that that actually stays a priority for you. And yet what happens is somewhere along the way, we end up feeling overworked. We end up feeling like we're putting in so much into our businesses. We're taking away time from our families. We're doing all these things. And then what happens is we end up on the road to burnout. And then when you get to that stage, it can be hard to come back from. It's not to say that you can't come back from it. Of course you can. But I'm just saying that it's hard to come back from that. And so let's fix that by prioritizing you and looking after yourself so that we can avoid we can avoid the whole burnout situation completely. And, you know, something that I'm sure you've heard before is you can't pour from an empty cup. And, you know, I think it's it's such a true statement because what happens is, you know, we start the day with potentially a full cup. We wake up in the morning, we have a full cup. But what happens is as we move throughout our day, we're giving to everyone, our families, our clients, our businesses, all the responsibilities that we have in our worlds, in our lives. And we end the day with an empty cup. We have nothing left to give, no energy left. And what happens is then we we wake up and we do it all again. And what I like to do is take this whole, you can't pour from an empty cup a little step further and ensure that your cup just isn't full. It's actually overflowing and working on ways to ensure our cups are full and overflowing so that we have the capacity to give that overflow to our families, to our businesses, to our clients, to our responsibilities. And we still have something left for ourselves each and every day. And this means that we then have that energy to be able to deal with whatever it is that we need to deal with. You know, because some things happen in our in our lives, in our businesses. We might have children sick, which, you know, impacts our business and our ability to work. It means that, you know, things get put on hold. It might be that we have to deal with a client crisis that's arisen or, you know, tech issues that we're dealing with or all sorts of things. And if we have a cup that isn't just full, it's overflowing, we have the energy to be able to deal with those things. And we don't end up getting, you know, frustrated or impatient or even potentially resentful. And so it's something just to think about, you know, and it's not always achievable. I I, I get that totally. But it's just something to think about of like, when you move throughout your day, asking yourself, you know, how can I refill my cup and how can I keep it full and overflowing 
so that I can, you know, have something left for myself at the end of each day. Now, when it comes to the term self-care, I think something always comes to mind that might be different for each and every one of us. You know, some people might hear the term self-care and automatically think of taking care of yourself. Someone else might hear the word self-care and automatically think of, you know, day spas and massages and things like that. And so I thought it would be interesting to actually look up the definition of self-care. And what I saw was it is simply the practice of taking action to preserve or improve one's own health, well-being and happiness. And I think, you know, that is exactly what it is. You know, self-care is just about taking care of you, you know, your needs, doing the things that make you happy. And so that is going to look different each and every one of us, you know, we're all not going to have the same things that we do for self-care because what I love and enjoy and what feels good for me might not necessarily be something you love and enjoy and that feels good for you. And so knowing that self-care, it's not all about day spas, you know, of course it can be. If that's the thing that you love and enjoy and that's the thing that refills your cup, then by all means, that's what it is for you. But it doesn't mean that that's what it is for everyone. And I think Sometimes that term of self-care often comes with a connotation that it's about luxury. And I think, you know, it doesn't always necessarily mean that for everyone. And it's important to kind of remember that. And, you know, for you, if you're someone that loves, you know, facials and massages and getting your nails done, then absolutely go and do those things. Um, but it's it doesn't have to always mean that. Another thing that I often hear when it comes to, you know, when I work with my clients is hearing that self-care can feel selfish. And I think it's interesting that we as mums can sometimes feel that. And I think it's almost, you know, instilled in us to take care of everyone else and leave ourselves last. And what I would love to do is really flip the script on that and make it a priority that you look after you first and foremost so that you can take care of everyone else, so that you can do all the things that you need to because we need to be operating at our best to be our best and we can't do that if we're not looking after ourselves first and foremost. And I think that's really important, you know, and it's absolutely not selfish to give yourself time and space to take care of you. And that, that ripple effect that happens from doing that is huge. I'm sure you've had time where you have allowed yourself time and space to take care of you. And when you've done that, you felt so good in yourself that you are a more calm and patient mum, that you're able to handle things in your business that would normally potentially, you know, be a stress for you. And so when you have those moments you can anchor into, it makes you want to do that more and more. And, you know, for me on the weekend just being, I went on a business retreat that I co-hosted with a beautiful friend of mine. She's actually been on this podcast. Um, She goes by Samantha Jane and she is a a strengths and Enneagram coach. And we went on a two-night retreat, literally 10 minutes from our house because we both live close by to each other. We met halfway at this beautiful Airbnb near the beach 
And we had two nights of just soulful chats, you know, relaxing, rejuvenating. We just, you know, we ordered takeout. We, you know, I enjoyed many baths at this property because it had a huge bath, took forever to fill. Um, And then we also hosted a, a business retreat for the day. So we had guests come along for the day and we, you know, we did coaching, we did sessions, future planning, all sorts of things. And it was just an incredible weekend. Yes. But what it meant was when I came home, I felt so good. I felt so lit up in my business and excited about all these future plans I'm making. I was super excited to see my husband and the kids and spend time with them. And even though for me, the, doing a weekend like that isn't something I regularly do. It just feels so good from doing that. And so, you know, that's on a bigger scale, yes, but there's also ways in which you can create that same kind of feeling with other activities as well. One thing also I want to touch on here too is there is more to life than our business. And I feel nervous even saying that, but what I mean by that is I know that you love what you do. You know, you love your business. It's a passion of yours. But as business owners, it can almost be easy to focus heavily on our businesses. You know, for me, I'm a sacral generator in human design. And so I have the ability to go, go, go when it's something I love and enjoy. So for me, if I'm in my office space here in my home and I'm loving what I'm doing, which 99% of the time I am, I can easily not see the concept of time and just keep going, going, going. And I think for me, it's been important to remind myself of the fact that it's not a fulfilled life if it's all about business. And I think that's a reminder that I I use for my clients all the time too, is reminding them of that. Because often when we feel that that struggle between mum life and business, it might be because we are more heavily in our business and feeling like we're not getting enough time with our family. And so even though I don't believe balance in air quotation marks exists, I think there's a way in which we can create a harmony between the two. And there are absolutely going to be times where you might be heavily in your business. You might be in a launch period. You might be in the startup phase of business um, or taking on a big project. And it is going to require and demand more of your time and attention. But then likewise, there might be a season of motherhood where motherhood's going to demand a little more from you as well. So it's more about prioritizing our needs and what's most important and just reminding ourselves that there is more to life than our business. And I think, you know, ensuring that we prioritize ourselves throughout that process as well. Now, I want to, I guess, ask some reflective questions for you to ponder on. And, you know, knowing that there are so many different self-care practices that we can have, and they are so individual to us. You know, like I said before, what I love and enjoy and what feels good for me doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be something you love and enjoy. And so asking yourself, you know, what do you love to do in your spare time? 
if you have a moment to yourself, what are the things that you love to, to do? What are the things that you enjoy doing? What are the things that make you feel really good? And, you know, sometimes if we get stuck with this, cause we're like, we haven't really had a moment to have some time to myself to enjoy some things. Sometimes it can be helpful to think back to your child self. What did she love and enjoy as a child? What are the things that when you were a kid growing up, you loved to do that used to make you so happy to do? And when you think of those things, you can ask yourself, you know, how can I incorporate some of that into my life now? Sometimes I think we forget that inner child is still within us. You know, that little child, Renee, or whoever you are, you can insert your own name. You know, she's still within you and she's still craving probably all the things that she used to do. And so I think as we get older and our responsibilities start piling in and all these things start happening in our worlds, we forget, we forget our inner child. And I know for me, I mean, I feel like it was somewhat recently, I brought a, um, like a keyboard piano. When I was a kid, I always wanted to learn how to play. And so I brought one for myself as, as a 36 year old Well, fun fact, I'm 37 in less than two weeks. But, you know, as an adult, I brought myself one and I cannot even tell you how happy it makes little Renee when I sit there and try and play it. I say the word try because I'm still very much learning, but it makes me so happy. You know, another thing I used to love doing as a kid was jumping on the trampoline. And so when my kids were old enough to have trampolines and we we got one, I just am so happy when I'm jumping on that trampoline with my kids. So it's, you know, asking yourself, what are the things you just love and enjoy? And it might be things you did as a child. And how can you incorporate that into your everyday life now? And my gosh, there are so many things that we can do in terms of self-care. And I think it's really important to have things that you enjoy outside of your business. And, you know, there are so many things we can do. Like for me, I also go for a walk in the morning. So I drop my kids off at school. And the first thing I do, I can't, like my calendar is blocked off for the first hour of my day after I've taken kids to school. And that's because that's, that's an hour of, you know, time where I will go for a walk. And I love going for my walks. It's something that, you know, gives me energy, but it, it, it's good for my physical body. It's good for my mental health. It's good for so many different things. And so that's become a routine of mine. And it's, it is self-care to me because I actually really love going for my walks. And so for you, it might be taking a bath. It might be reading a book. It might be chatting with one of your friends. It might be playing a game, having a dance party with your kids, something I definitely love to do. It might be breath work, meditation. I mean, there are just a million and one different things that you can do. And I think when we think about these things, once we've sort of got that bank of all the things that we know we love and enjoy doing, it's asking yourself, you know, how can I incorporate these into my everyday life? You know, how can I have these things as a way to recharge, as a way to recharge your battery, you know, boost your energy, boost your mood, you know, and just replenish yourself for your everyday life. Now, something that I often do with my clients is get them to create a self-care menu. 
And what that looks like is writing a list of all the things that bring you joy. You know, write a list of all the things that bring you joy, that light you up, that create happiness. And yes, of course, recharge your batteries and include everything you can think of, big or small. And, you know, small things might be just sitting down and enjoying a cup of tea. If you know me, if you follow me on socials, you know, there's practically always a cup of tea in my hand. So you better believe that brings me some joy. (laughs) But like thinking of all the things big and small that bring you joy and putting them on a list. Now, this might be a physical list that you keep. It might be the notes section in your phone. If you use a project management system like Asana or Trello, it might be putting it there. But that becomes your self-care menu. And you can take that even a step further if you like and, you know, add a time frame in which it takes to do those self-care items as well. You know, sitting down with a cup of tea might be a 10-minute thing. You know, doing a couple of deep breaths for some breath work might be a a five-second thing. So you can put a time frame on it too. And then my challenge for you is to do one thing from this menu every single day. Now, when I say one thing from the menu every single day, I don't mean repeat the same thing every single day, unless that feels good for you, then by all means. But it means that I would love for you to pick one thing off that list and do it each day. And so day to day, it might look different. You might feel like, oh, this feels really good for me today. Or you might be like, today's quite a, a busy day. I only have time for those small things. And so you can look at the time frame side of that and be like, okay, here's what I can fit in today. And so even if you only have five minutes, you can definitely find something to do for you. And as I shared before, like just stopping and allowing yourself three big deep breaths can be all that you need in a moment to to feel good. And so that is definitely my challenge for you walking away from listening to this episode is creating that self-care menu and doing one thing from it every single day. And I promise you, you will feel good for it. I promise you, it will make a difference to how you feel. It'll make a difference to how you show up as a mom, as a business owner. And you it'll be something you want to do more and more of. Now, when it comes to self-care, what I often hear from my clients is, I don't have time. And I feel like I've already busted that myth alone by just sharing the self-care menu and the fact that you only need a few minutes. But what this is really about is commit to making time for yourself and schedule it in. If you're running a calendar, which I feel like majority of you would be running businesses, I'd be shocked to hear that you're not. And if you're not, let's work together because we can certainly change that. But it's about allowing yourself that time and space prioritizing yourself. You know, I know for me when I was in that juggle period of business, the part-time job, little children, I would schedule time in my mornings or of an evening or when they napped to have a little bit of me time. And I know when you're in the thick of it, it is about utilizing little pockets and moments of time when and where you have it. And it's not always easy. I totally get that. But it's almost like you can't afford not to give yourself this time and space either. And so think about where could you create time for yourself? How can you, you know, potentially schedule it into your calendar if that's what you need to do? 
And, you know, again, it only needs to look like five minutes, small amount of time. Now, also when it comes to self-care, I think it's also around having boundaries, setting boundaries and being able to stick to them. When it comes to looking after ourselves as CEOs in our businesses, when we have scheduled time to work, then reminding ourselves that that is our designated time to work and having clear boundaries around that will actually help us avoid overwhelm and means that we can be more present. You know, boundaries to protect our energy is actually a form of self-care in itself. And so, you know, when we can have these clear boundaries around our business time, it will make a huge difference. It also allows you to then lead a life outside of your business. And that is something we definitely want, you know, and I think it's important to also have boundaries around, you know, our personal development and consumption because so often we can get, we can get caught up in the cycle of consuming content and that can be a vicious cycle to get stuck into. And so I know for me, something that I've done is I'm, I've created a habit of a practice of spending equal amount of time creating as I do consuming. And so, you know, it can be so easy to consume all the expert advice and information, but we don't want to get in that cycle of just consuming. We still want to be creating as well. We still want to be doing other things. Now, I think it's important here to mention that sometimes we need to give our mind a rest. You know, as a business owner, our mind is always on. As a mum, our mind is always on. We're constantly thinking of new ideas, the next new offer, client work, you know, consuming personal and professional development, you know, remembering appointments that we've got for our families, you know, the logistics of children and who's doing pickup and what activities they have on. And don't forget it's library day this day and it's casual clothes day this day and all of these things. And I think it can be helpful to switch our minds off sometimes and allow it to have a little rest and thinking about things that you can do that will allow your mind to quieten. And, you know, this might be some meditation. You know, for me, I enjoy mind-numbing TV. Like, personally love Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. I love Real Housewives of Orange County. I also love Keeping Up with the Kardashians, all of that stuff. That helps me just shut my mind off. I don't have to use that brain power and I can just watch that mind-numbing TV. You know, I know that Tony Robbins, he loves to watch Family Guys, his way to switch off. So there are all these different things that we can do to switch off. It might not be mind-numbing TV for you. You might have other things you like to do. It might be going for a walk. You know, sometimes when I go for a walk, I will listen to podcasts and things, but there are other times I'll go for a walk with actually nothing in my ears so that I can give my mind that rest that it needs. And I think anything that you can do helps your mind take a back seat. I'm all for, and I think you should be too, because, you know, we need, we need a break sometimes. Speaking of breaks, you know, ensure that you take breaks throughout your work day as well. This can look like actually scheduling breaks in for, you know, morning tea, 
lunch, lunch in particular, and actually making sure you step away from your computer or your workspace and having a proper break. I think it's also vitally important to have breaks from social media as well. You know, it can be all consuming when it comes to social media. You can be scrolling on by on socials and before you know it, an hour has passed and you don't even realize it. And so schedule time in, you know, perhaps when you want to be present on socials and otherwise pop the phone away. That's something that I've had to do is I will schedule in when I'm going to be on socials um, so that I don't get in that scrolling trance that we so easily get into. And, you know, for me, when I create that scheduled time for socials, that also looks like when I do my engagement, when I'm responding to comments and DMs or showing up on stories. And I think that can really help just to just to have a break because we don't want to be on all of the time. Now, as I said about stepping away from the computer, you know, I think it's so important to take breaks and have time away from our screens as well. Having breaks means that we don't become a slave to our business. And so for you, this might look like adopting the Pomodoro technique where you work for 25 minutes and then you have a break for five minutes and you rinse and repeat that. And when you have your break, you know, stepping away from that computer, maybe it's enjoying a cup of tea outside in the sunshine Or maybe you even grab your laptop and and spend the day outside while you work. You know, scheduling that lunch break and not just eating your lunch at your desk. Or, you know, I know for me when I'm in mum mode, you know, if I don't schedule things in, it can be easy to forget. You know, you can so easily forget to stop and have lunch altogether because you're just so busy. And so having a moment to stop and enjoy lunch is also actually a self-care practice in itself. And it will also help you like mindfully enjoy your food as well. You know, having a break actually improves your focus and concentration too. So it'd actually be a benefit for you and your business to have that break as well. Now, another form of self-care that I also believe that is so important, but in particular as a business owner, is to celebrate yourself. You know, celebrate those daily wins. Celebrate every single milestone, big or small. In fact, the small ones are probably just as important because they all add up over time and they're all moving the needle forward for you towards your goals and your dreams. And I promise you, the impact of this will be huge for you. You know, I do this daily. I spend time of an evening reflecting on the three things that I'm most grateful for from my day and from my day, not just in my life, like my business, my family, my home, from my actual day. This helps me focus on gratitude, but also abundance as well to to show me, to provide evidence to me of all the good things I have in my life and business as well. And I think, you know, it's, something that can help us call in more of that into our lives and businesses as well. And so celebrating all of the things, especially during hard times in business or even hard times in motherhood, really does make a big difference. And so that is something I would love for you to take away from this as well. And then I think another thing that I would like to mention here is 
giving yourself a bit of a daily check-in, you know, asking yourself, how am I feeling? Where is your energy levels at? If it's low, then ask yourself, you know, how can I boost it? For me, a way I can easily boost my energy is through music. I'll put on one of my favorite songs. I'll dance around if I'm in the space where I can do that. And if I'm feeling low vibe, that is what I'll do. And I even do this before I jump on my client sessions as well to ensure that my energy is at its highest frequency it can be at because it makes such a big difference in the coaching that I do. So I'll pop on some music, I'll dance around, and it instantly changes my state and my being. And so for you, you can ask yourself, you know, where is my energy level at at the moment? How can I shift that? And, you know, asking yourself, how can I give back to myself today as well? Really great check-ins to do every single day. So that is it for today's episode. I hope that you have gotten something juicy out of it. I hope that you go away and implement that self-care menu and take up my challenge of doing one thing each and every day for yourself. I mean, listen, the fact that you're even here, you know, listening to this podcast episode today is self-care in itself. That's still looking after you. So I'm very proud of you for doing that. But I hope that you can implement some of this to to really start taking care of you because, again, it has a flow-on effect. It will make a big difference in your life and your business as well. If you would like some further support around this, I would love to work with you. There are two ways in which you can currently work with me. There is the VIP week where you get a 90-minute deep dive one-on-one session with me and one week of unlimited support via WhatsApp. Or I have my 12-week program, Life and Biz by Design, which is a one-on-one program where we work together. You get fortnightly 60-minute one-on-one sessions and you get unlimited support via WhatsApp that entire 12-week process, both of which I can help support you when it comes to self-care, when it comes to being able to Build that successful business that you're building alongside motherhood, alongside creating the lifestyle that you're wanting for yourself without the sacrifice of family time, which is something I'm so, so passionate about. So I'll pop the links to those in the show notes if you want to go and check them out. But I hope you enjoy the rest of your day. I hope that you find some time for yourself today and I will talk to you in the next episode. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. To learn more, you can go to reneeoneal.com. I'm so grateful for you being here and super glad you've taken the time out for yourself to tune into today's episode. If you loved the episode, don't forget to hit subscribe so you can catch the next one when it's released. Also, if you share this podcast to your Instagram stories and tag me at renee.oneal, I will be sure to send you a little gift straight to your DMs as a thank you.